Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. Pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and click subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Today we begin the Gospel of Mark. Verse 6 reads, John was clothed with camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist. He ate locusts and wild honey. He preached, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the thong of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and loosen. I baptize you in water, but he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. Now John was an eclectic guy, to say the least. Even for his day, John was, well, different. He wasn't your average evangelist, that's for sure. John obviously had made a conscious decision to live simply and away from the temptations of the world. It was in that realm, no doubt, that he found the focus that was needed, yes, even demanded of those who desire to serve God. It seems John was sold out to his calling. There was nothing that this world had to offer him in exchange for his soul, or even his earthly life for that matter. However, John was never confused as to his place in the grand scheme of things. He placed God in the lead position in his life. And even in that, Jesus received all the credit. The Lord, you see, was the center of what John lived for. Now, one might think his life was somehow, well, small out there in the wilderness. I mean, we have no record of a wife or a family, no college diploma or investment portfolio. It might be said that his life was totally without treasure. Yet ironically, here we are reading about him some 2,000 years after the fact. His name prominently recorded in the greatest selling book in the history of mankind. Certainly that was not John's intention, but the Lord's words ring true, don't they? Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Verse 9 of our text we read, In those days Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Immediately coming up from the water he saw the heavens parting and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came out of the sky, You are my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Now please note what occurred here. Jesus... God in flesh was baptized. What purpose would there be in such an act? I mean, Jesus had no sin and therefore there was nothing to repent of. But again, the purpose of baptism is to speak to the world of a factual reality of what is now. Jesus was testifying to the fact that he was in right standing with the Father, and let the whole world know it. So thus Jesus was baptized. A testimony to those in attendance and to all who would follow. I am of the Father. 
Please note also that this passage serves, interestingly enough, as a proof text of the triune Godhead. As we have all three present together here simultaneously, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all together. While Jesus was filled, certainly, with the Holy Spirit every moment of his earthly life, the Spirit mightily came upon him at this moment, baptizing him. Such would now anoint him with the power for service. And that is the same profound result of our baptism in the Holy Spirit. We must carefully acknowledge the words of verse 11. You are my son, and in you I am well pleased. And while God is always pleased with our baptism and our actions and every step forward we make, this statement, well, this is reserved for only one, and his name is Jesus. Only one son, only one Messiah. Mark 13, 6 reads, For many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and will lead many astray. You see, many have and will come, claiming that Jesus was just one of many, that, well, we are all sons of God, quote-unquote. Well, now that is true. But the difference herein is that we were adopted. But he, he's the only begotten son, the only one born that way. No one else has ever received such a reference as that, and frankly, no one ever will. Verse 12, we read, Immediately the Spirit drove him out into the wilderness. And he was there in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and the angels were serving him. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 18 says, For in that he himself has suffered being tempted. He is able to help those who are tempted. For in that he himself also suffered being tempted. See, Jesus was herein, in the book of Mark, led into the wilderness by the very Holy Spirit that had just anointed him for service. It was not some sort of punishment. No, it was rather a time of testing for Jesus. Now, again, one might not see the necessity of such an experience for Jesus. But let's not forget that while he was fully God, he was still also fully human, even if we don't understand the magnitude or the depth of what that means. Now, there are certainly times of education and testing when each and every one of us is called to the ministry. Not that God is somehow surprised by any results of these experiences or testings, whether it be our journey or Christ. I mean, the testing, you see, it is for our understanding of ourselves, not for him. It says he was out there for 40 days. That's a long time. But yet I think many of us can relate. There are certain milestones that must be crossed before we can go on in our journey of ministry. And there are no shortcuts in God's plan. I guess the old adage plays out well here. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I mean, men and women have crashed and burned out there in the wilderness. They found out things about themselves that often are not pleasant or pretty. And for some, well, that journey of testing declared that they were not to be in leadership ministry. And today, many of them are not. 
For some, it was a crossing for which there was no return, a no-turning-back scenario. James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you fall into various temptations or testings, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Let endurance have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete and lacking in nothing. That was our daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim or JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.